Hines, and because that's where that's the biggest problem in the uh, archery community uh, in hunting yeah. is falling yeah. out or taking. I mean, it's the most dangerous. So, DJ last week uh, climbed the tallest peak in Utah. We'll hear about that on the flip side. Plus, plus your Peter report, your uh, armed citizens report. All that and more right here on the Outdoor Zone, live from Alabama and back at the bunkhouse, salt dog and beefsteak. You get it only one place right here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. And Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. All right, you're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor show on radio. And I'm not just saying that. It's voted by the Outdoor Writers Association in Texas. And uh, so we, we fly that flag proudly here. Each week, you can listen to us live 7 to 9 a.m., or you can catch us all week and listen to us again on The Outdoor Show. You just have to put that into iTunes, or you can follow us on TheOutdoorZone.com. So, we're welcoming back Cody and TJ, and we're going to flip back in and talk to TJ about his uh, Utah trip and his, uh, his peaking or his... I should say mountaineering or mountaining. And I'll have to tell you something. I'm going to do this in front of the millions of people that, uh, you know, listen to this show, TJ. And I've already told you this. Yeah, not about thermos, no. Uh, picking out a thermos for you? No. I, no, I want to, I want to tell you that after hearing about your trip and the things that you were doing on it and some of the difficulties, I would have to tell you right now, I would not be able to do what you did to take that peak, to do that over multiple days. Um, I, I'm not physically prepared uh, for it. I don't think I could have taken that challenge. And I wanted to just lift you up a little bit and tell you, man, that is an incredible thing that you did. And for a lot of people, 
They could not have done that, and I guess you just have to be prepared for it. It's an amazing feat that I, I have to admit this, I could not have done right now. Well, I don't know that you could not have done it, uh, B-Steak, but it was, you know, somewhere along the way, a guy just, a guy just has certain things that he needs to do, and I don't know. It, it almost that almost sounds, um, you know, it's like some poetic reading from a, a book or whatever. But uh, and it kind of is, I guess, or many books. But the years ago, um, I uh, I just realized that I needed something that was a challenge for me, something that required me as a guy to strategically plan and execute, and it had to be hard, uh, and and it had to be epic, and it had to be – there's just certain things, and, and I know we have these milestones, like uh, I can absolutely see where – you tearing tearing the uh, the truck apart and having to do those things where you were having to pull the motor and do all those things that you did where you were just that was you had a single mission and that was to get that truck fixed and those parts and uh, and, and and in a lot of ways that's an epic thing a guy has to do I mean we stick our, put our nose down it's just like replacing those. Uh, like those uh, fence posts where you just they got to be done. I go out there, I've got to tear the concrete out, i got to get in there. And there's certain things like that. But, um, you know, and, and really, and we can talk about it another time, guys today, so many of the young guys today have no, nothing like that in their life. That he vegan. They don't have yes. anything, anything epic, anything hard. I mean, they 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 probably you know many don't know how to replace a fence post or um, and so years ago I just I, I climbed my first mountain peak. It was uh, in New Mexico, the tallest peak in New Mexico, and went to the top and uh, and up there I just had this realization that I wanted to do a a list of those. I wanted to 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 see if I can do that. And so over the last five or six years, I have uh, taken on the challenge with my youngest son, John Michael, to climb the tallest peak uh, in 12 different states. And, um, and, and Texas, which I would, I would recommend to anybody listen to this, I would recommend take a three or four day weekend, and this here's one for you, beefsteak. Take a three or four day weekend and drive out to Guadalupe Peak in the far west uh, northwest corner of Texas and go hike that peak. That's the only one I've done. That was that one. That was a one day or nine thousand feet. Yep, it's a one dayer, and it is beautiful. One of the most beautiful uh, hikes you'll ever do. El Capitan. Um, yeah, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful hike. Well, and that's 
you know, like this one in, in Utah, it was it was tough, but uh, it wasn't the toughest one that we've done. Um, and we've got some really hard ones ahead of us. But, yeah, so I went out uh week before last, last week. When was, when was I out there? Week before last. And uh, I went by myself. I flew out to Utah, Salt Lake City. I rented a vehicle. I drove to the foot of the mountain. Um, and I, uh, it's King's Peak. And there's a trail that leads up to King's Peak. And I parked at the trailhead. And I got my backpack and my gear. And I hiked halfway in. I hiked about six hours in uh, on a 12-hour hike and uh, got halfway in. I found a beautiful set of trees, fir trees, and uh, overlooking a valley and the mountains, and I set up camp, and it rained all night and was miserable and windy and uh, cold, and but that was fine. I was in my tent, and... Uh, so I did that, and then the next morning I got up and I hiked all the way five hours to the foot of the mountain where I could look up, and I was an hour and a half, two hours from the peak. It was just right ahead of me, but you couldn't see the peak. The storms had rolled in, and the weather was bad, and people had been pushed off the mountain the day before, and uh, the last thing you want to do is be up six six hours up a mountain and the storms roll in, and you can't do anything about it except try and hike off and not get struck by lightning. That sounds like a great – tell you what, if you can hold on that, TJ, on that thought, you've got us hanging on the cliff, literally almost. And uh, what we want to do is come back, and we want to talk a little bit about that. And also you will uh, join us for the PETA report. This is a good one. This is uh, Cody's favorite one in crustaceans. So – we're going to go take a break, and on the flip side, or coming back, we're going to hear the rest of the mountaineering story, and uh, TJ will, will just we're, has us hanging on the ledge of that uh, mountain talking about it, and we're going to come back, and we will uh, reconnect here at the Outdoor Zone. Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, the other night, I met this hot country mama, she's looking fine, I was thinking, yeah, I want to take her home, yeah. make her mine, yeah, but all she had to say <laughs> was Hey, on the Outdoor Zone radio show, we don't give into them anti you know, the anti-gun crowd, you know, those PETA terrorists. What we want to do is we want to give you some really good outdoor entertainment. And that's why we got TJ and Cody Ryan, or they're remote. And here in the bunkhouse, you've got uh, Beefsteak and also Salt Dog. He's twisting all the wires, and he had to recharge the batteries on the way back because uh, this remote thing is just taking all the juice, TJ and Cody. You're pulling us down a little bit, but that's okay. We're going to take come care on, of it. Come on. All right, boys. So uh, we, we got you back, and we asked TJ. He was telling us about 
his uh, his amazing King's Peak trip and going out to Utah and against all odds. And we'd like to finish that conversation because you left us hanging. Well, so thank you, Beefsteak, for uh, man in the bunkhouse while we're here in Alabama. Uh, Cody and I are at the uh, the final bass master fishing tournament that he's fishing and uh i get to ride got to ride shotgun with him and uh so it's super exciting for me but i do want to finish up so i was at the uh i went to hike king's peak last week i went up and uh i came uh to the foot of the mountain and i uh, could see the the peak and it was an hour and a half uh, ahead of me, and um, but I, uh, I was pushed back away from the peak by storms rolling over the top and uh, the dangers of a storm rolling in while you're up 12,000, 13,000 feet in the mountain. And uh, so I hiked back to my camp area in the rain and uh, packed up my gear and hiked off the mountain. It was about a 16-hour or about a 12, 13-hour hike and uh in 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 the rain and hail and miserable and i got back to my truck at the at the uh at the trailhead and threw my gear into the truck and i just sat there and i just felt totally deflated totally defeated and um i don't like going that far and not finishing what i had gone to do and uh and so i just prayed about it a little bit and i ended up making a phone call to to my buddy rick mcgee in virginia and he knew what i was doing he knew what i was up against and uh and he said why don't you just stay and go back up and it just occurred to me at that moment why don't i just stay and go back up and uh so it got me thinking in a whole different way and as beat as I was and as beat up as I was, I uh mentally and physically. mentally and physically just yeah. just beat down. I uh it gave me a little spark of energy and I called I have a buddy who lives in Sundance, Utah, uh famous Sundance film festival, Robert Redford area and and uh luckily he was in town and he offered to let me stay at his house a couple of days. So I went over there and dried out my gear i called my youngest son john michael who's climbed all the other peaks with me and uh and i and i called cody actually first and i said what do you think and he said man go for it and so i got my youngest son john michael he uh took off a half a day's work on friday flew to flew to utah hopped on a little commuter train came out to sundance picked him up and uh that last Saturday morning, we packed up the truck and went back up to the trailhead and hiked halfway up the mountain, right, right about the same place I had camped the days just days before. Blue skies, blue skies, uh, cool, beautiful. Had a small campfire that night, just full moon, just absolutely incredibly beautiful. Uh, next morning, got up at sunrise, hiked to the top of the King's Peak. Uh, wrote our names in the journal, took a picture, ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then came back down. And uh, and so yeah, we we got to click off another one of the twelve on our list of uh, high points in the U.S. And 
and we got back down off the mountain and we drove it was another 13 14 hour hike and then uh we drove to uh uh Hampton Inn and <laughs> got a two queen beds and a hot shower and bunked out and so yeah it was uh it was from the highest from the lowest lows for a guy feeling like everything was lost and I wasn't going to be able to do it and I actually wrote a blog about it if you want to read more about it and kind of the, the emotion behind it, you can go to kidsoutdoorzone.com and read the blog at the bottom, kidsoutdoorzone.com. But anyway, that was it, and it was amazing. And uh, and so thank you for asking, and thank you for giving me a chance to share. Every guy needs something. I mean, I, I run and I do a lot of things that uh, I'm, no, I'm no super physically fit, special – uh ergonomic guy i'm just a guy but i know that i have to have some things in my life that just challenge me and that i have to prepare for to get them done and uh and that's all that mountain thing is and i try and do one a year and anyway cody yeah well there's one way that we can get things done and that's uh by making sure that our vehicles running correctly to get to those places to do adventure and that's why i use sun auto service a family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company since 1978 they've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new you know i got my truck oil changed done before i came up here i have full confidence that my truck would be running good and can make the 13-hour trek hauling a boat across the country to make it to the bassmaster open here in Alabama, and that's all thanks to our friends at AS at Sun Auto Service, where they hire ASC certified technicians. Location I use: 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and then Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. I've got uh, a business that I operate back home, where I've got five or six trucks on the road every single day. And they make sure to get me in and out. So they, there's an option for your for your company. If you've got company vehicles, you can check in. SunAutoService.com for deals and specials. Now let's uh, burn through our Peter report for this week. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals, too. They taste great. PETA wants Maine officials to build a gravestone in memory of lobsters who died in truck crash. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. PETA asked Maine officials on Wednesday for permission to build a large grave to mark the site of a truck crash that resulted in thousands of lobsters spilling out onto the highway. PETA hopes to memorialize the countless sensitive crustaceans who were killed during the August 22nd crash in Brunswick, the animal rights group said. Police said 7,000 pounds of live lobsters were destroyed and it's suspected that it was more than 4,500 lobsters that died, according to the Portland Press-Herald. The grave would remind everyone that the best way to prevent such tragedies is to go vegan, the animal rights group said. A mock-up of the memorial that would be placed on the main highway is shown in the news report. A mock-up of the gravestone shows a lobster with the words, 
in memory of lobsters who suffered and died at this spot. See, my, my take on this whole thing is completely different. I would be pulled over, making sure the driver was okay, number one, and then begin praying for a, a <laughs> butter truck and a lemon truck to drive by. <laughs> Please. Through here. Please. Well, I, I have no comment. Just, I would be, you'd have to put up a grave site next to him if uh, I was involved in that, Cody. Yes, because Beefsteak has a, a terrible allergy. He's <laughs> allergic to crustaceans. And, uh, it and was so we self-invoked. Would far away. We would make him get out. But I would be throwing him in the back of my truck as fast as I could. I don't care if they're partly squished. Oh, yeah. I uh, they're I'm already them in that truck. You, you gotta gotta crack them open, anyways, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, Maine's Department of Transportation is reviewing the group's request. Uh, he's uh, Ted Talbot uh, from the Maine's Department of Transportation said temporary signs could be no larger than four by eight feet and could be in public. Uh, could be in public for up to 12 weeks. PETA hopes to erect a five-foot memorial for the lobsters. It would be located on Route 1 in Brunswick. It's unclear how much the gravestones would cost. PETA sparked controversy last week when the group erected a billboard in Maryland. Thank you very much. They just had coffee brought Coffee to you. delivered. Oh. Hey, where's my coffee? Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Anyway. <laughs> People who spend money give money to PETA. That's what your money's going for. There's not there's not an inch of ground being taken for conservation or anything even close to that. It's or butter trucks and lemon trucks. <laughs> I mean, man, you could have had imagine a, just a big party for right the there. On, just come on, highway department party. Yeah, you just pull up like a highway department, get one of those. Uh, Big trucks that the highway department uses to melt asphalt. Yes, and, and fill it up with lobsters. You know they have that flame that heats up the asphalt. You just use that flame, and man, we could have rigged up something awesome. Oh, that's awesome! I you, love it. You could have raised a little money right there on the side of the road. You know, come on, KOZ, KOZ Lobster Fest. Lobsters, one dollar. Uh, As is. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, we'll talk a little uh, Armed Citizens Report. Plus, we've got uh, the NRA representative calling in again. Friends of NRA, our yeah. local our local events coming up this week, and we want to make sure that everybody comes. They support KOZ, and we want everybody to show up. Uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. It's the... Uh, the outdoors home. That's what we're doing. Live in the bunkhouse. Live in the remote bunkhouse in Alabama, right here on 1049, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone.
Aldo Leopold said, I am glad I will not be young in the future without wilderness. It is up to us to train up the next generation of outdoor men and women. Don't sit in the back row. Stand and fight. Give to KOZ, Kids Outdoor Zone, land, cash, vehicles, boats, or start a group in your church. All you got to do is go to the kid, the outdoor, I'm sorry, the Kids Outdoor Zone to nominate and decide if you're going to be part of KOZ. No kids left inside. So we're bringing it back. We've got, uh, we had to take a little bit of break there, but we're coming back in and we got the TJ and Cody over there in Alabama and we've got Salt Dog. He's trying to keep the batteries for that remote charged and, uh, we're, we're coming back in. We're on the, on the last half of this show, guys. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going great. And thanks to our friends at McBride's Guns for allowing us to do this show each and every week. Our friends there at Central Texas Family-Owned and Operated Gun Shop, if you're looking for the right fire, McBride's can help. You know, season's just around the corner. If you don't have your scope, you don't have your ammo, McBride's is the place to go. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 472 3532. That's 512-472-3532. McBride's Guns, they've got uh, vintage tackle. They've got uh, new tackle. They've got a coin department. Plus, like I said, you get your guns done, you get them ready right there at one place. They've got a gunsmith on site. McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. All right, now... uh All right, we were going to do the Armed Citizens Report, and uh, we're going to do that from over yonder, if we can. Uh, lost them for a quick second. They should be back momentarily. All right. Okay. So, let's go ahead. Let's do it. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. 15-year-old girl with a gun saves her family from a violent attacker threatening to kill them. This past Wednesday, a North Carolina woman named Chandria was being choked and beaten by her boyfriend, Stephen Kelly, in plain view of her three children. Kelly threatened to, he even threatened to slit the woman's throat and kill everybody in the house. That was all the women's kids, one son age 12 and two daughters age 15 and 16, needed to hear. The boy went and got his mother's gun. The 15-year-old took the yep. gun from him, took aim at Kelly, and fired twice. Ba-bam! Killing him. One of the bullets fragmented and grazed the sister's leg, but fortunately injury was minor. The girl was hospitalized, treated, and released the next day, a fate much better than what might have happened. Upon investigation, deputies found that they were covered in, that she was covered in bruises from the incident. They also learned that Kelly was a convicted felon who had carried his own illegally possessed gun in the house and had used it to terrorize the family on many previous occasions. Upon seeing the evidence, the DA made the decision... We'll all make good riddance, Mr. Kelly. 
No charges will be filed against the woman and her children. The best defense against a bad guy with a gun is a good guy or a girl with a gun. Or in this case, as we just said, a teenage girl with a gun. Man. <laughs> Proper, ah. Properly trained. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved it, I loved it that the, the kids knew what to do. Right. I well, love that. What do you do? I mean, when we take our CHL or we take kids out, you know, it's all about safety and then uh, standing up in the moment to do the right thing. That's great. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, Beefsteak, this week uh, the Friends of NRA banquet is coming up. And isn't it this, I think it's this Friday night or is this Thursday night? Yes, it is. Am I losing you here? No, no, we got it. We're, we got you back in. We, had, we changed those batteries, and we're all good. Uh, yes, it is this Friday, and it's going to be at the uh, VFW Post in North Austin. And actually, we have Erin that's come to visit us at the bunkhouse, and uh, we're going to welcome her in. And she's our local connection with the friends of the NRA and putting this right. putting this uh, this shindig on this week that we're going to go talk at. So, Erin, are you there? Aaron. Yeah, good morning. Hey. So, hey, Aaron, uh, thank you very much. This is TJ, and uh, thank you very much for following up with us and getting in touch with me and reminding me of this event coming up on Friday. Absolutely. It's this Friday, um, September 7th at 6 p.m. is when the doors open. It's at our local VFW Post 8787 Hall. Um, and I, I got to tell you, <laughs> having a piece about a gun safety right before you bring me on radio as a mom just pulls my heartstrings. My kids have listened to and watched the uh, Eddie the Eagle safety uh, oh, DVD so that that was created by Friends of the NRA, and um, I'm just you know excited about all the efforts that the Friends of the NRA are able to do through these uh, fundraiser events. A hundred percent of the pro net event proceeds support shooting sports programs, and 50% of that goes to local and state projects. So I am uh, becoming more and more passionate about all the things that the uh, Friends of the NRA programs are able to support. Um, so it's a great event. I actually got to go to the one in Georgetown a few weeks ago, and um, super casual, great steak dinner, great raffle, lots of opportunities to win merchandise, um, some pretty good firearms available as well, um, and just a great community. You know, um, there's uh, uh, custom knives, there's commissioned art, there's uh, special ladies merchandise, some really neat jewelry uh, from the NRA um, that are up for auction and up for right, uh, raffle tickets. So, um Really, really good event, Friday night, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, to buy tickets, you can either go to the website. It's friendsofnra.org, um, or you can give us a call or an email. Our phone number is 512-956-7958. Our email is capfriendsnra at gmail.com. And uh, like I say, all the, the fundraising that our events do, they support local programs like Kids Outdoor Zone, Travis County 4-H, Hayes County 4-H, our local JROTC, um, our Texas Yes Youth Education Summit, uh, like I said, Eddie the Eagle, uh, Hunter Education through the Texas Parks and Wildlife, 
uh, Austin Rifle Club, Capital Area Boy Scouts, so all great causes, local uh, shooting sports, et cetera. So I'm, I'm really excited about our event again this Friday, uh, September 7th at 6 o'clock. Excellent. Well said, Aaron. So I, I have to tell you, you know, we I've been an outdoor journalist for over 20 years, and I cover all the organizations, and we go to all, Cody and I and B-State go to all the events around town, and there's a lot of money being raised for uh, for all different types of outdoor things, and they're all good, but there is, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in saying there is no organization, and we, you know, we run a pretty busy, uh, uh, fruitful uh, outdoor organization where we're training kids in the outdoors, training them how to hunt and fish and use firearms safely. And um, there are few organizations that truly, truly give back to the organi- the hands-on folks that are that are that are out there the volunteers and the uh and the trained professionals that are actually doing the work uh training up the the youth in the outdoors and and uh, firearms and hunting and all those things and friends of NRA is one of them I can't I, I'm telling you I if it wasn't for friends of NRA our program would not have the equipment the quality of the equipment that we have, um, and it's because friends of NRA. They, you know, we apply for a grant, uh, grants just like these other organizations, the 4-H clubs, the Hayes, Hayes uh, 4-H, the Dripping Springs Shooting uh, Clubs in the schools, the 4-H shooting clubs. I, I mean, it's incredible, and you guys are doing it, and, and it wouldn't happen there's a small handful of people that do a big chunk of the work, and it wouldn't happen if you guys didn't step in there and do these fundraisers and work your tails off to get this done. So, man, this is our hats are off to you guys because without you guys, it makes it real hard for us to do a good job in training the kids. We got to have the right equipment. We got to have the tools, and uh, and we're not talking cheesy stuff. We're talking about the right. You know, youth model uh, shotguns for uh, shooting sports and all uh, the right archery gear, and uh, and you guys provide that for us through the grants and opportunities that that Friends of NRA gives us. So, man, our hats are off to you guys and and you and your family for working so hard and giving up, you know, hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks of time to make sure that that happens so we can uh, so we can train these kids up. So. It's a great partnership. We are super grateful for you guys. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you allowing us to, to share the message today, and and I really want to encourage everybody to go to the website. You know, we got to get our final count into the caterer uh, pretty soon, obviously, and uh, we just want to make sure we have enough. The, uh, the Georgetown event, those stakes were huge. We want to make sure everybody gets one. So I encourage everybody to go to our website. Um, like I say, it's going to be uh, a fun event and uh, definitely a great cause. Nothing well, better than, uh, right, TJ, nothing better than uh, than red-blooded Americans and red meat. It's going to be a great event. Got to like it. Got to like it. So, um, folks, we we really – we. We encourage you to go to events now and then, and um, but this is one we'd love for you. Beefsteak is going to be there. We're going to have a whole KOZ table there, and we would love to see you join us there this Friday night 
and give us, Aaron, give us all the information one more time on where it is, what time it is, and where people can get tickets. Sure. So it's this Friday, September 7th, 6 p.m. The doors open. Uh, it's at the VFW Post 8787 Hall uh, in North Austin. The address is 500 VFW Road. Um, to buy tickets, you can go to our website, friendsofnra.org. Uh, feel free to call me. It's 512-956-7958. Or send us an email. It's caps, C-A-P, friends, N-R-A, at gmail.com. Um, and, again, the, the, the sooner we get those ticket purchases in, the, the uh, better number we can give to the caterer. Our caterer, by the way, is Texas Country Catering, and they put on a great spread. So um, the ticket prices are $50 per ticket um, or $500 for a table of eight. So uh, come join us. We'd love to have you uh, uh, join us. Great cause and great event. Fun time for everybody. Well, Aaron, thank you very much. We appreciate you inviting us and the Outdoor Zone crowd. I'll be there to talk a little bit about KOZ. Come by our table. You meet some of the guys and hear more about all of that. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about Gadget of the Week. We'll check in one more time with TJ and Cody on their big adventure. Join us on the flip side, theoutdoorzone.com. shopping this weekend i'm going out on the boat today cody taking the uh taking the family out yeah i am yeah i believe it when i see it i want to see pictures of you on the water for your maiden voyage for 2018 the ships that sail on a hey as they as they call me now the human our crew the uh the grandkids (laughs) the uh the grandkids (laughs) call me the human highlighter because I wear that oh, that yellow that uh, yellow bright yellow shirt, you know, that covers oh the sleeves God. and the whole thing, and they're like, "Wow, you look no, like I thought, a." I'm glad. I thought you were gonna say I wear that bright yellow speedo, <laughs> <laughs> the onesie. You yeah, sunblock that that's like uh, different colors on your nose. Uh, you get the bright white nose. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey. I'll tell you I'll tell you something you need to get prepared for. I know we've got a Texas New Year upon us. Woo! It is the new year. It's dove season open yesterday. Uh but bow season is just a couple weeks away, dude. You can start slinging arrows at whitetail deer across the state of Texas. Come on. Come place on. to get you tuned up and ready for archery season. There's only one place, Austin Archery Country. Our friends over there have got the new Matthews, the new Hoyt. If you're looking for a new bow or you just want to get yours tuned up, 
Maybe you're not into hunting, you just want to shoot. Well, they've got a full indoor range right there on site to get you set up. Plus, once you make your kill, you got to have a place to cook it. They've got your Traeger wood pellet grill, 8121 Research Boulevard. You can give them a call, 452-1222. That's 512-452-1222. Check them out online at austinarcherycountry.com. They're closed Sunday and Monday, but open back up on Tuesday, ready for you to come in and get your bow all ready. Hey, uh, I want to make sure, uh, Beefsteak, can you make sure that the Friends of NRA information uh, my challenge is, if you're one of our listeners to this show, our challenge is, look, we don't ask you to do a whole lot, but we would love for you to join us uh, this Friday night at the Friends of NRA event. Rally some of your buddies. Get a table. It's only 500 bucks. It's going to be a great steak dinner. You can win all kinds of guns. And For cool a full stuff. table. For a full That's table. That's eight people. That's eight people on there. Yeah, and you get ginormous steak and potatoes and it's a great uh, guy's night out. We just encourage you, challenge you to come out there and join us. But, Beefsteak, will you make sure that gets on our Facebook page, the Outdoor Zone Facebook page, and uh, that way folks can uh, track us and uh, get information there. It's the easiest way for them. Just go to the Outdoor Zone Facebook page. And, uh, man, so much going on. Dove season started. Uh, archery started season's coming. We need to get our buddies uh, from archery country on the show to talk about what's coming up on in archery season, what's new at the archery shop. You know, uh, Alan McGraw, one of the owners, one of our buddies, he's on an archery hunt right now. He's hunting a ram in Argentina or Saskatchewan or I don't know where he is. Another country. Some place <laughs> far away. And uh, he, was, uh, he sent me a little video of him sitting yeah. on a in a chair on a porch drinking a, a glass of wine or something, and he said, uh, he said, there's two rams bedded on the side of that mountain right there, and tomorrow morning I'm going after them. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, God, this guy is such a beast. And, and you know, it kind of goes back to that whole you need an adventure right. in your life, something that just is outside your norm. Well, that's and, uh, what uh, this week is. For you me. and I, and that yeah. was the beautiful, uh, beautiful thing where you and I talked while we were driving here. How, uh, you know, these tournaments, this series of tournaments. You know, it's not fifty of them. It's a small handful of tournaments where you are just absolutely focused, prepared, plotting, planning, strategically thinking. And it's the same thing where we go, where I go do mountains, and uh, and we just, you know. Man, read the book. If you've never read the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, read the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. This week's Bible verse comes from Psalms 512. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan, live from Alabama, heading out to practice for the last Bassmaster Central Open here in Pale City, Alabama, on Logan Martin Lake. Tune in live at Bassmaster.com starting Thursday. You can uh, watch Wayne and see what, how we do. Hey, Beefsteak, what's your quote of the week? Masculinity is not something given to you, but something you gain. And you gain it by winning small battles with honor and character. That was Beautiful. Norman Mailer. Hey, folks, we want to... 
We want to encourage you, if you'd like to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. This week we want to also uh, ask you to get those kids, get them off the couch, get them away from the TV and the the, uh, computers, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees. Uh, Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get them out into the great outdoor zone. Uh, love you folks. Thank you for listening. We're going to be out of here. Theoutdoorzone.com for more or kidsoutdoorzone.com for the ministry information. I guess that's it from Alabama for this week. It's the Outdoor Zone. I'm TJ Graney. We're headed, uh, yeah, hey, and don't forget, find us, find a good Bible-based church in your community. That's the guy who gives it to us all anyway. Uh, Salt Dog, thank you very much for all your hard work. And, uh, I guess we're at the point where we just say, Regulators, let's mount up. I had a good friend in New York City. He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly. My grandpa taught me how to live off the land, and he taught him to be a businessman. Pictures of the Broadway night And I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For forty-three dollars my friend lost his life I'd love to spit some beach nuts in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old forty-five Cause a country boy can survive